Welcome to another broadcast produced by the Laurel Heights Church of Christ, McAllen, Texas. I'm Warren Berkeley, and we are encouraged that you've accepted our invitation to listen to this sermon. On the first Sunday of this year, January the 3rd, we took up four statements from Paul's letter to the Philippians, and we are presenting those as goals for those who are part of the Laurel Heights family, and we hope everyone who listens will benefit. Four statements from God written by Paul to the Philippians for our good use today. In sermons and classes throughout the year, I'll plug us back into these four statements that represent goals we're going to concentrate on in 2021. Here they are. Love that abounds more and more with all knowledge and discernment. Do all things without grumbling and disputing, forgetting what lies behind, straining forward to what lies ahead. And, Paul said, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. Four statements from the Philippian letter, well suited for our thoughts and practice anytime, all the time, and suited as goals for us this year and obviously, every year after. In keeping with my promise to deal further with these statements from the Philippian letter, I want us to concentrate today on Philippians 1, verse 9, where Paul said to those Christians, It is my prayer that your love may abound more and more with knowledge and all discernment. When our goals were introduced a few weeks ago, I spoke about love as God defines it. I have more to say about that from Scripture this morning. Number one, there is no indication that love was absent in the church at Philippi. Let's just start there. From the statement itself and the context, we see no evidence that this was the first time they heard about love, or that they had heard about it but didn't have any. See, when the gospel of Christ is delivered to people, love is a strong part of that message. It was God's love for man that prompted him to provide for sinners to be saved. In that first sermon this year, I referenced the teaching of Romans 5. God shows His love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And I know you're familiar with John 3.16 that declares love. God so loved the world that He sent His Son. So, I don't think when Paul wrote to the church at Philippi, this was their first introduction to love. And I don't think this implies that they were deficient. When we refer back to the book of Acts, in fact, in Acts chapter 16, the first members of the church at Philippi treated Paul and Silas with hospitality and care that was a product of love. And then inside this epistle that Paul wrote to them, in the Philippian epistle, there are several indications that they practiced genuine love. He commends their good work. They prayed for Paul. Beyond that, they provided for Paul's needs as referenced in chapter 1 and chapter 4. 
so love was not absent in their lives. Paul is urging them to continue to develop their love. Here in chapter 1, verse 9, he is praying that their love would abound more and more. This tells us something important about love. It isn't static or frozen in its initial state. Let's understand that faith, love, and hope are not inert qualities. As God's people learn more and do more and grow into better discipleship, faith, love, and hope flourish and abound, glorifying God, making you a better person, and equipping you to serve others. What a valuable goal for each of us to understand that the love we have now can abound should abound more and more as we continue serving God. Not that love is absent in our hearts and lives now are static. We've become gratefully aware of God's love, the love of Christ, the love of the Spirit. And in our initial and continued response to the gospel, we practice love and we get better at its expression. It is the new concept. But our goal is to not neglect it, to grow in it, to abound more and more. Consider, therefore, every relationship you sustain in your present life. Love for God, love for His Word, love for Christ, love for brethren, for neighbors, for your family members. How can love in those relationships improve? That requires very personal internal focus that is entirely honest. We call it self-examination. Prayerfully consider how your individual participation in love can be better. Maybe better ways of speaking to people, more mature, thoughtful responses to people in your family or church, sincere devotion to worship, your appreciation for Christ, make this personal. Prayerfully consider how your individual participation in love can be better. Love must abound more and more. It was not for the Christians in Philippi and is not for us that love is absent, that we have none. The point of this passage and this goal is for love to grow deeper and better and richer. Now, for that growth to occur, let's understand that love requires knowledge. Look again at the statement in Philippians 1 verse 9. Paul prayed that their love would abound more and more with knowledge. Love is to grow, to abound more and more, and then add this next part, with knowledge. For there to be genuine biblical love, there must be knowledge of what the Bible says about it. I want to repeat that. For there to be genuine biblical love, there must be knowledge of what the Bible says about it. I know that sounds really simple or self-evident. However, Paul makes the point, and I want us to see it, for there to be love, as the Bible teaches love ought to be, there must be knowledge of what the Bible says about it. I'm going to read a passage I think we are all familiar with. 
one of the lyrically beautiful texts in Scripture, often quoted. 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 7. Love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. I have a simple question. Do we need this knowledge? Of course we do. If I aspire to have in my heart and life this kind of love God wants me to have, I need to know what He has said about it. And as soon as we read this passage about love, one of the first things we see is love is active. It isn't just some vague sentimental feeling or emotion, though emotions certainly do accompany its expression. John said in 1 John 3.18, Let us not love in word, but in deed and in truth. This important teaching in 1 Corinthians 13 tells us love is active. It does certain things. Love doesn't do some things, is not rude, does not rejoice in wrongdoing. One of our goals should be to review this passage alongside our personal attitudes and actions. This is just one of those places in the Bible where the reader will do well to pause. It begs for self-examination. Let's do that this year. I think this kind of personal inventory of passages like this can really help us through the pandemic and the turmoil in the nation and perhaps in our personal lives. So think of this as goals for us, for each one. Number one, love isn't static. It is meant to be developed and nourished. Number two, love, as God desires to see it in us, must be informed by His Word. May our love abound more and more with all knowledge. Number three, I need to say to us from this passage, Philippians 1, 9, Love must be guided by discernment. Well, what is discernment? It is the ability to see things that are different. It is clear perception based on knowledge. Discernment isn't something you are born with. You acquire knowledge, and then in the use of that knowledge, you discern. You see how things are different. Very simple illustration. Not everything that grows out of the ground is edible. On the basis of knowledge, therefore, you practice discernment in what you consume from the ground. With respect to love, once I understand what love is as demonstrated and revealed by God, and I enter into my mind the teaching, the knowledge of passages like 1 Corinthians 13, I'm able to see what is love and what isn't love. That's discernment. Knowledge makes it possible for me to discern between true love and false love. I know the difference, and I choose the former 
and reject the latter. Here's one way to put this. We can't just do anything we like and call it love. Let me key off of our look at 1 Corinthians 13 a few minutes ago. One part of that message is love is not rude. So I can't do something that is rude and just put the label love on it. That would betray both knowledge and discernment. Love in the biblical setting seeks to know the difference between right and wrong. I think one of the cultural problems with the use of the word love is it is often defined by the individual's self-interest so that there is no objective definition, therefore no application of knowledge and discernment. It becomes a label that's flexible to be attached to virtually anything we want to do, have done already, or want to justify in the future. The primary example of this would probably be falling in love or love at first sight. This is, I believe, a rather frequent occurrence. This particular vernacular or use of the terminology. Decisions are made impulsively resulting in long-term relationships or marriage and the word love is used but there is no disciplined application of knowledge or discernment. There is an emotion, romance, passion, impulsiveness about such expressions. Sometimes in our use of the word love, we are simply identifying how we feel and what we want to do, and that can lead us into danger. Love in the Bible is primarily illustrated by God's love for us. Then God, by His grace, has imparted knowledge for us so that we can use discernment. Love in the Bible is more than just the affection of the moment more than just a rush of uh, emotion or passion or self-ambition. One of our goals should be to make certain we are not just using the word love as a label for the frivolous, the sensational, or something that is actually temptation to sin. Romans 12 in verse 9 says, Let love be genuine, abhor what is evil, Hold fast to what is good. A valuable goal for this year and every year after is to examine all that we identify as love against the standard of God's Word. I want to leave you with one of the encouraging things about what we've studied. Do you need some encouragement lately? What an oddly difficult year we had in 2020. And here we are in 2021 still dealing with the spread of the disease and other frustrations have ensued. How can we take what we've studied about biblical love and end that on a happy and hopeful note? I leave you with one passage. Romans 8 28. All things work together for good for those who love God. Let's take what we've studied about love and reflect on our love for God, our devotion to Jesus Christ, 
using the teaching of Paul in Philippians 1 and in 1 Corinthians 13 to check your discernment in all your relationships with people. Paul prayed that love might abound more and more with knowledge and discernment. Let's mark that down as a goal for this year and every year after. Thank you for listening.